This podcast is part of the Craftology Radio Network. Visit craftologyradio.com to learn more. So welcome everybody to another episode of the Rumashes Clubcast. Here is what you have to look forward to in tonight's episode. Oh, wishy-washy, I already put uh, googly eyes on the uh, adjustment knobs. So You put googly eyes on Justice in, that's smart. No, not Justice in, I'm wishy-washy. He's got two <laughs> big old eyes, and he <laughs> put big old googly eyes in there. And when he does the spin cycle, he goes, wow, wow, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Messing it up. Yeah, you did mess it up. Yeah. Why you All waste right. my time? <laughs> I want everyone to know, initially, right up top, I don't know how to poo-poo my butt. Uh, boy, I uh, no. Ding, ding, ding! You're an asshole. Welcome, Craft Beer. My name is Donnie. This is the official podcast of the Craftology Radio Network, a collection of craft beer and geek news tied loosely together. Here on Craft Beer's Geek News, we talk about national stories, local flavors, and our favorite geeky nuggets of pop culture. Who could talk about these topics besides myself? Hi, Donnie here again. Um, uh, none other than Mr. Lossman. How are you? Whoa, there was a... <laughs> That was a solid pause. You just—I was looking through the roster. I feel like, yeah, I feel like you were looking at other viable options, and then you landed on me. Ooh, oh, boy! <laughs> Oof. Didn't say you're my first pick. Yeah, well, yeah, you didn't need to say it, but I guess I, I guess I got it. <laughs> now it goes without saying from the unintelligible laugh, cough, and/or sneeze of one Ryan Roberts that he is not here. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. He's getting a little sound on good, the mic. I got a little freaked out. Our good raw guy is a little sound on the mic because he he is just um just not here this week. There's a lot going on in most of our lives, even with COVID a brewing, there's still things a doing. Am I right? I don't know what that's supposed to imply, but yep. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's well, things all, going on. All it imply yeah, all it implies that there is a lot going on. People have lives, but yet we still are here. Every other week to deliver this fantastic content. Am I right, Mr. Lossman? Yep. Uh, I like it. <laughs> and how you been, buddy? I'm good. I'm good. Just working so much, which I am not complaining about whatsoever at all in the slightest. Better not be. Nope. I'm very happy with everything I got going on. Love my work. Yay. <laughs> Yay. No, that's that's good. But um, you spent a little weekend weekend trip, huh? I Got did. A little, uh, little somewhere, a little yeah. Something. Okay. Yeah. Um. So I, uh, I did, uh, I did a little kayaking, couple of overnighter. Um. Uh, we did two nights, or I'm sorry, uh, it was three days, two nights at a very lovely unknown resort that doesn't exist. Um. Bed, AKA, bed and breakfast. Yep. It's bed and breakfast because I drank beer for breakfast and ate spam also for breakfast, and then there was no bed. So it was kind of like a double down situation. No, I slept on an island. I slept on an island in uh, uh, over kind of the northern St. Pete, Florida area. And uh, it's, it's an island the size of like a TGI Fridays. And it's one I've been to a bunch. And there's no rats or snakes. And it's a good time. And 
We basically just go fishing all day and shark fishing all night and caught a couple very tiny sharks and uh, can't really, yeah, you can't be too mad about that because we got the mission accomplished. So it was a good time. That's right. Yeah, Yeah, it's good. Oh, yeah. Caught a sweet buzz, too. (laughs) A couple of those. Did you end up staying both? You said you stayed both Friday and Saturday night? Yeah. So arrived on Friday morning, stayed there all night, um, you know, all day, all night. And then uh, figured we'd ride out the weather on Saturday and stayed there all day and night and uh, just had a great time. Again, you know, we just had some had some giggles, had some laughs, and had some cool gear. Got to sleep in a hammock in a bug net type situation uh, with a uh, shelter over my head. Are there bugs on the island like that? Like, are, are the mosquitoes bad? They're not bad, but uh, ants will get you if you're not paying attention. There are fire ants. There's a fire ant population there. And then, uh, you know, there's naturally, there's mosquitoes in Florida. So, you know, every once in a while, I'll get like two or three like mosquito bites in a row on my arm. And I'm like, yep, that was me not paying attention. But but usually I dress like a, like a ninja uh, when it comes to nighttime. So uh, I'll do that. And uh, that usually helps. Wear some shoes and all sorts of good stuff. And yeah, it, it just overall, it's a, it's a great little journey I've made probably about... Mm, 30 times, 20 times. I don't even know. Lost track anymore. And they all go to the exact same place every time? No. Uh, last time we went to a island infested with rats. And it was a dismal time. I mean, it was a good time. But sleeping was like... Can you imagine sitting in a hammock? Yeah, and all of a sudden... The whole night. And then your gear, if it's not up off the ground, which all mine are, all my gear bags are... If your gear isn't off the ground, you're hearing, and this is great, you know, for anybody who's driving to work, who's listening in the car, and they're self-conscious about rats. This is just coming through all four speakers, maybe even tweeters, and just, and you know, you get that all night. Yeah, it's not, it's not good. But, wait, no. Oh, you did the mouth noise. You did the chewing noise. Yuck. Yeah, yeah, I hate it. But I remember, I remember, I've heard the noise before. I've been camping. Ugh. Last time Jenny and I went camping, we heard that noise with like a family of raccoons. <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, your buddy of mine who also was on the trip uh, had a uh, a family of raccoons fall, like or not fall, but like fight into the side <laughs> of his tent. And I'm like, that's gotta just be shitty. <laughs> like, I mean, if we're all being honest, a raccoon fight is worse than a cat fight. And for yeah. them to like cartoon style and a cloud of smoke roll into your tent. It's just got to be the worst. Yeah, that's bad. Yeah. The, the saving grace for us is that we actually got to see uh, there was like a little like family of baby. Like literally when I say yeah. a family, I meant like there was three or four babies. And they the mommy went down and then all of a sudden it was like, blink, blink, blink. Just like little raccoons walking down. In the morning it was like the sun was coming through. You could just barely see them. And they were like right across the the like lot from us it was really cool so it actually didn't bother us at all but but yeah very cool i would say one of the saving grace from this most recent tramp camping trip is uh, a pod of dolphins like i went out for a little swim in like three feet deep water not very deep just to get to like cool off a little bit in the sun and uh, a pod of dolphins moved in like within about 20 to 30 feet and they were actively hunting a school of, I think, mullet. And they were doing this very odd circular tactic, which I've seen before several times. But they swim around a circle and they school up the fish and then one of them dives through. And I'm like, I'm just going to paddle on back to shore. <laughs> like, I'm not that far out. I'll just, I'll just make, I'll just go ashore. Like, I don't, I don't want to <laughs> be a part of that. Like, 
as much as it'd be cool to see a dolphin in the wild, I don't want to actually see them. I'm good with that. I'm in their space. I don't mean to be. I apologize immediately. Well, I'm sure it's fine. I haven't heard back from them, so yeah, I'm going to assume <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, they haven't texted me, so. You, sh- you should definitely hold your breath. I With bated breath. Yes, of course. Yes. <laughs> so. All right. Well, that's great. Yep. But we are not here to talk about you and your dolphin friends or foes. Are oh. they my, like, I feel like, uh, I don't feel like dolphins are enemies, but man, <laughs> I don't want to be their friends so much. Like, I just want them to well, be Well, trust space. me, you don't want to be their enemies either. Good they're Lord. the only, they're the only other species that, um, bones are fun. So you don't want to be their enemy. Ap, trust ap, ap. Me. They're, Monkeys do there's that. something wrong with them. What? Monkeys do that too. <laughs> For fun though? Yeah. Monkeys do that. I think it's besides humans, like besides humanoids, like besides it's... a, a, I don't remember what's like. I think we're the same species as monkeys. That's the problem. Well, it's dolphins and monkeys, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I'm not dolphins a scientist. And monkeys. Dolphins I'm aren't not a monkeys. dolphin or a monkey. Monkeys aren't dolphins. Don't get them confused. If I ever see a monkey with a dolphin, just like straight hanging, I'm out. <laughs> straight hanging. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good joke. I mean, oh yeah. Well, monkeys tend to do that. <laughs> you really boiled that one down, eh? <laughs> okay. All right. Well, cut cut that from the record, please. Mm, Scratch that from the record? No, oh, no. Nope, nope. <laughs> what I'm trying to get us to is our first and fa- most famous segment, I would say. What are you drinking? What are you going to drink? I brought some very special, special things, but it's going to it's gonna be a lot of conversations. So I understand that you, um, you crapped out on this one? <sighs> <laughs> well, that's a tough intro. I'll make the best of it. Um, <laughs> yep. Nope, I pretty much crapped out. I got a tiny cooler. I'll just tell you the, the innards of it. It's basically beers that I'm excited about, a.k.a. I've always been excited about. High Life. Uh, the, uh, I love how it's my, it's one of my, it's probably my favorite beer. I think it's the, on this on this show several times. It's it's I think it's my favorite beer, period, but you, but certainly in the IPA category. Correct. You cannot do bad with a Cigar City no. High Life. It's just no. always good. And then I got like two more garbage beers. I got like a Coors Light and I got like a Mike's Hard Lemonade. And I don't want to talk about it because, you know, I just sort of ended up with those. So I'm just going to drink those. Someone had to, um, you know, pull Ryan's share of the weight. Right? Am I right? Eh, eh. Bringing a BS beer. This Bud Light Lime or whatever. No, he's been drinking Bud Light Seltzer this whole, yeah. like for like weeks now. You months. know what? Yeah. Honestly, on that point, the reason I have the beers I have, because my local 7-Eleven, who always is great. I'll make it very brief. They always do great. They only had like seltzers. And I was like, Mm. I can't. I don't know what you want me to do with this. Like I talk so much shit about these. Like I'm not going to show up with one. I don't want to do that. And that's partially on my fault. I mean, yeah, I'm not willing to try it because no, I don't want broken Sprite in my house. Like it's gross. But you should try it because, in the essence of everything, you can't—you you really can't knock something until you try it, right? But I've tried you're a not few. Not a hypocrite. And I didn't like. Well, them. you're not a hypocrite until you've tried it, and then you've educated yourself on what you do or don't like more. That's what they say. True. So, true. You're not a hypocrite. You got to try it, and you gotta, you gotta, you know, get through it. But I, I just don't drink it. And, and Ryan is drinking it purely for the marketing. You know, that's what they're—that's what they're saying. It's good for. It's good in the sun. It's it, it is. My yeah. wife drinks them all the time by the pool. It, they are refreshing, more so than a dunkel or a, a porter, a stout. Really? I mean, they really are. Um, and there's nothing against them. It's not like we say boo anything else. It's just that these aren't my kind of beer, if you want to call them that. I've so, said boo. 
I've said booze. And <laughs> they do I taste will... like broken Sprite, though, and that's that's valid for you. Yeah. But I've put booze in a lot of other things that should not have been booze. <laughs> I put into. booze in a lot of other things, too. <laughs> Most right. of them don't that's work out. <laughs> well, when you think about it, it's like, yeah, it's like, you know, juice. You ever put like a... Like I remember, I've put I've put booze in a high C before. Like you, mm, I remember. It's that. not you know just 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 crazy stuff. So I get it. People are trying to experiment with stuff, and that's a refreshing drink. I remember. Good for. I was gonna say I remember a time you put vodka in a Zephyr Hills jug. And that was a bad idea. That was a bad idea if you were the guy who thought it was water. Um, but the <laughs> Cully. Um, but the uh, the other the other piece of it is like the uh, the Lacroix and, and whatnot of the world like led this this transition with like wait people love this stuff zero calories oh yeah and then now we get zero calories with with alcohol we just put a hundred calories on there which is more than like a shot of Captain Morgan or something like oh people are stupid <laughs> yes they are <laughs> they think they're they're good for you they're not. Yeah, they're really not. But that's all right. But uh, to flip it, uh, hey, bud, what'd you bring? No. Well, you already uh, cats right out of the bag, Larry. Jerry, Larry. Wait, Jerry and Larry. (laughs) Meant to say Jerry, called you Larry. Won't get into that either. It happens. The Hop Skull, my friend. Hop Skull. This is the, uh, well, so what I don't have with me. All right, let me back way up. So, Coppertail Brewing has a beer called the, well, it's a series of beer called the Hop Skull. And it's basically an IPA. And, and they, every year for the last six years, they've had 12 variants of the Hop Skull. And every year they bring out new ones or they, they sometimes bring back old ones that people like. And, um, and they'll make these specific beers. Everybody gets to vote on them. And then they tell Coppertail Brewing which one they like the best. And that's the beer or that's the set of beers for that year that is featured. So, what I have is a. I bought a four pack. Uh, we went to IKEA over the weekend here in Tampa, and it's right by. Uh, it's right by Coppertail Brewing. If you make it to IKEA, please, please check it out because it is um, Coppertail, not IKEA. Yeah, <laughs> Coppertail is the best brewery. Best one of you know. There's many, many good breweries in, in Tampa, Florida, but uh, Coppertail is a really, really good local brewery that is on a bigger scale where you can get some really crazy stuff. It's not like you're hyper micro brewery it's not a um anheuser-busch or even cigar city it's 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 a big it's got a big field to a small footprint and so anyways we were there and um they have this series called the hop skull series every year they release 12 beers you vote on them what you like the best ones are later that year they make a custom four pack canned so these beers are typically only on draft and canned that you can actually buy with you buy as many as you want and take them home so it's really special. It's a really special collection of beers. 2020 is the sixth anniversary, sixth year in a row the Hop Skull series has been running. And so what I picked up was the top three winners of the Hop Skull um, series from 2019. So super exciting stuff. Once I drink these beers, like you'll never be able to try these beer. You'll never be able to have this beer unless you go to the brewery and you try it. And you buy a four-pack for $17, by the way. Yep. Super expensive. Yeah, for a four-pack of beer. But it's so unique and so special, it's very much worth it. What they packaged up, the top three winners from last year were number three, number 11, and number five. And I've drank all three of them now. The number one winner I haven't tried because I'm waiting to um, till next week, next podcast to drink it so that I can actually relay on how good it was. It was worth the hype. But does this sound exciting? Like these, I love these things with breweries and the story and stuff. I get like way into it. Am I, is it just me? No, 
Yeah, no, no, it's not just you, dude. It, it, it's actually pretty exciting to hear about, like, such a weird, like, collection. And I actually enjoyed reading all about it in the notes and whatnot. So, yeah, it's pretty dope. I, I would just say, you know, to that point, it, being so close to Ikea, make sure you go to Ikea first. Then go to Coppertail. No, go to the brewery first. No, you don't want to wake up with a new kitchen in the box still. (laughs) Or in a new kitchen in the store. Well, yeah, again, I don't recommend that. Yeah, I would agree with you because, you know. Also, you'll have to go to potty a lot more frequently and the bathrooms are hard to find there. Well, yeah, you can't trust them is what it is. You can't trust which bathroom is a bathroom and which bathroom is maybe a bathroom. Sometimes you think it is, then the next time you know, there's a Richard knocking on the door asking. Ain't no doors. <laughs> oh, man, I always go to the studio ones. Yeah, it's bad. Um, but anyways, as Lawless was mentioning, yeah, you may want to go there first because these beers start at 7.8% alcohol for at least this run that I purchased. Um, I, I drank the uh, the Hop Skull 11 first because it was the you know, highest in the rank or whatever. I don't know. I did this weird, but I drank the 11 first. I drank the five and then I drank the three. I'm drinking that drink drinking. I'm drinking the three tonight. So the 11, which I drank yet last or let's see Sunday is, uh, almost 8%. Five is 8%. And then the three is 10%. It's just a lot. It's a lot of alcohol for these beers, but they're so good. Um, you're drinking a highlight tonight. Hop skull 11 tasted almost exactly like a highlight to me. Like, I really thought it was floral, it was tropical, it was fruity, citrus, melon. It had some of the same kind of um, hops to it. And, and it was just a very unique flavor, but it tasted a lot like like the highlight. Um, hop skull number five is what I had last night. I, like, wrote down my own notes, and now I'm comparing them against their website. But it's essentially tart. It's very cloudy. It's a spicy uh, kind of almost Old Bay black pepper spice. Like, uh, remember the... The um, lipstick on a pig from yes. Lakeland Brew- Brewing. Yeah. Yes, I do, and it was delicious. How there's just like a a little spice. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what this kind of had to it. Mm. Um, light, very crisp. It was um, it was like bubbly but dry, which is like my particular favorite type of like juicy IPA. Because you know, like the New England IPAs are all so juicy and so fruity, but like yeah. this was dry. Where when you when you drank it, it was like almost champagne. It was really really good. Like a brew. So that. Yeah, that was yeah, like a br- yeah, like a brut brut. Sorry, yeah, yeah. I don't know. yeah, it's okay. We're not wine guys. Um, and then the number three tastes exactly like you know, um, torpedo. Yeah. Sierra Nevada torpedo. It's very very similar. It has some Simcoe hops. A lot of like it's got like a northeastern feel. Like when I sip this, it's like Portland, like piney. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's Sierra Nevada torpedo. Like it's it's what it tastes like. Yeah, like piney or piney mm-hmm. kind of. Very, very piney. Yeah. Um, and I'm not going to disclose the description for the last one. So if you guys want to check this out, just go to coppertailbrewing.com forward slash hopskull. Um, but the the anniversary, the winner of this, I will leave for next podcast because I really feel like this is going to be my favorite. And yeah. it's the highest alcohol one there is. <laughs> so Lord. I'm super excited about it. It's probably something I'll enjoy over the weekend or something at the pool, but... Man, it looks and sounds delicious. So nice. I told you that was a whopper, Lost Man. But like, what do you think? Ah, uh, those all okay. So you know, uh, it, you did a great job just des- describing all of them and sort of explaining everything. But um, being the cheater that I am, I looked on the notes that we prepare for, and the website does a really good <laughs> job. 
of, uh, and I imagine this is going to be on the uh, Facebook group. Sure. But uh, it, it does a really good job, and it sort of does the, like the rotating cans and all the ingredients and everything. Well, you know how it's supposed to taste and whatnot. Yeah, that was uh, very informative. So it was a good read, if nothing else, and it's like one of those quick, 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 quick reads. So highly recommend that. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's very good. And and again, if we didn't explain it completely, it's Coppertail Brewing in, in Tampa, Florida. And you can check out the website there that's got all the information on it. This this four-pack is only available, I think they opened it up literally seven days ago to be sold at the end of um, August there. And uh, and yeah, or September. So yeah, it's it's um it's only on sale until it's all gone, which I anticipate will, will happen. It's an IPA. Two IPAs, a double, and a triple IPA, and I haven't yet had the triple, but I'm very excited for it. So, teaser, <laughs> little teaser. We'll talk to you guys next year. All right, all right. Um, so that's it. That's all the beer I had. It was like I said, impactful. I was I was really hoping that was gonna play well, but it sounded like you enjoyed that. I just yeah. I was gonna write about. I was gonna grab this next. I have one more story. I was gonna grab, but man. When I read that story, I was like, that's too good to not indulge in. So I couldn't stop, you know, thinking about that story as soon as we walked in there. We were so exhausted from being at freaking Ikea all day anyways. It'll You've been to that store a million times, right? Like, you know how bad it is. Uh, yeah, well, okay, so it's bad unless you have <laughs> I have plan. stories. And yeah. if you have a plan, that place is just like 7-Eleven. Because you walk in and they're like, cart? And you're like, no. And you walk in and you're like, escalator? No. Like, I'm going to where I need the thing that I need is. And I go there, and I run around, and I just dart out of there as quickly as possible. Well, the problem is getting out of there. That's what I realized. The meatballs. Is that, <laughs> can we talk about the meatballs? That's obviously no, the problem. They're made of horse. They're made of horse. They're not made of horse. Ikea Everything in that store is made of horse. Everything is made of horse in that store. What are you talking about? Like, have I been All eating it. horse? All of it. Yes. No. You've been eating horse. No, I have not. This quickly escalated. Put it in the episode title. You've been eating horse. I ain't been eating no horse. Yes, you have. Time to think about it. Now my voice is a little hoarse. Now I'm nervous. (laughs) You just yeehaw? I swear to God, you just yeehaw. I didn't yeehaw. There ain't no horse. There ain't no horse in those meatballs. (laughs) Did he yeehaw? Oh, boy. Oh Hashtag Laos Yeehaw. If you can. <laughs> Who? Weirdly enough, I don't All think right. it's the first time that's been hashtagged. <laughs> Probably not. No. 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 Um. Anyways, no, that's not what that's not what we were doing. But man, the store. No. Anyway, just get just get the hell out of IKEA. Go to Coppertail. That's it. That's all we had to say. Oh, dude, don't burn IKEA, man. I got some good stuff. Uh, well, that place is a ma- it's madness going in there. Me and Jenny walked in the exit, and we got lost for an hour and a half. <laughs> what the hell, y'all did? Oh, boy, yeah, you did it wrong. Come here. We tried to. We drew, uh, anyway. I don't want to talk about it. Well, we plan. I do want to talk about it. Yeah. We planned. We planned. That's your first problem. And we were like, just go in and get the four legs. We've been watching for four legs. Jenny needs four legs for a desk that she had from IKEA. That's it. She needed. She needed four legs. That's it, dude. That's a first floor. You, if you made it to the second floor, you it's fucked the exit. up royally. No, it's the exit. You walk in. Yeah. I had it in my hand. I had four legs in my arm. I was like, "Let's go." It's been it's yeah, been four three legs in your minutes. arm. Huh? Let's leave. Jenny's like, "Can I look at couches?" I was like, "Sure." If you can no. get us the couches real quickly, that's the problem. Yep. No. We walked in. We got lost. We went upstairs. We had to find the stairs. We had to go back. Like it yep. was. 
madness. Dude, and I'm walking around with, no three, with four chair legs like this yep. going like, I don't know. And they're slipping and sliding. Yep. I'm like, oh, Jesus, horrible. Dude, you're eating meatballs and you're speaking Swedish in no time, bro. That's all you. That's on you, you're man. Speaking horse. You're speaking yeah. horse in no time. Speaking horse. horse. You ate horse. <laughs> Guess he's eating horse tonight. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what is that from? That's from the Ford F-10,000 commercial, <laughs> which is not a real thing. And I All recommend right. it. YouTube that as well. Yep. All right. Anyways, shall we? Because the next segment, because <laughs> the next segment we have is the geek news section. Drink it on in, send it on back. And unfortunately for you and the listeners out there, I've got a lot of talkings to do about this too, because um, I have some things to get into about the Star Wars primarily before we get into a fictional Star Wars. Okay. Laos, take us to the stars we know. Oh. Okay. This would be the uh the House Man's Mars report. <laughs> um first time <laughs> ladies and gentlemen out there. Yep. We're talking about the stars on a telegraph. <laughs> that that checks out. Uh <laughs> now, uh so what Donnie's alluding to and what I put in the notes is the Mars report. So the Mars report, uh coming in hot from old House Man here. Is we are currently, and I should say not the date that we're filming this, but uh, the date that we're filming this, uh, for the next couple of days, we have a very good shot of looking at Mars. So, uh, forget Halloween, October 2020 is all about the glory of Mars. This is the best time you can actually enjoy Mars as a bright point of light all month long. Uh, however, there are two special dates that you can actually uh, take a look at it the best. So, October 6th, which might be a bit late for some of us, and uh, October 13th, when uh, it's going to be in a different uh, place in the sky, referred to as the opposition. So, uh, basically, the long and short of this is uh, you can get a really cool look at the orange weirdo planet that is Mars, and... Uh, Actually, if you go on NASA's website, you can see some really cool, uh, like, gnarly craters and whatnot. Uh, so, it's a good time to get involved in uh, astrology, astronomy. Mm, I always get those mixed up. But uh, it's a good time. It's a really good time. No, it's and- cool. So, so where where do you... Does it say where you look? <laughs> Honestly, the article that I found uh, does not. It says it's the orange one. <laughs> which... I would poke fun at. I really, really would. However, coming home from work for the past couple of weeks, I've been noticing Mars more and more, and I'm like, good lord, like, all right, you're out there, like, we get it. You're very bright and very orange. Uh, it is actually, it alludes to uh, Mars being located in the uh, the eastern portion of the north hemisphere of the planet. So, yep. to anybody international, uh, my brain has already exploded. I don't really understand how to <laughs> explain it to you. It's backwards and upside down for them. Oh, it's backwards and upside down. That's so easy to say and do. <laughs> we have to everybody up north. You know, if you're in Florida and above, you just look at the one way, and then it's upside down and reverse for everybody else in the world. Wish I would have tsunamied my way over to that, because I have no All idea. All we need to do is look... All we need to do is look opposite of Alaska okay, so and to the north. So take your telescope, hang it from your ceiling. No, that's not correct. That's, no. I'm just kidding. <laughs> and then bolt your feet to the ceiling 
And then you no, can look upside do, down. Yeah, northeast. It's not hard. But no, you're right. So yeah, obviously we're going to see, you know, your homework, Glossman, is to go outside and to take a picture and then post it at the Facebook group. You okay. have to do that now. And that Facebook group is the Craft Brews and Geek News Facebook group. All you have to do is is go there to see Louse's picture. He's going to take it on his phone. It's going to be great and very excellent. Use use Sarah's phone. Yeah, it's um, my my phone's better. Okay, use your phone then. Okay, I won't tell me. Okay, <laughs> so you're going to see that picture, and if you really want to see that picture, be be part of the group here. Uh, just join that Facebook group, Craft Brews and Geek News, and that is where you can see Lawless's picture. <laughs> That's right. Of Mars tonight, because we'll miss it. But uh, the 13th, you said? Uh, the 13th is definitely going to be another solid day to take a look at that, because uh, it's actually going to be the biggest uh, that the planet of Mars will look in the sky. So... Very cool. Again, there's plenty of uh, stargazing apps out there. I highly recommend taking advantage of this. You won't get another full view like this, I should say. A big enough view uh, for about two years. So keep an eye out. October 3rd. Do you? But. (laughs) Sorry, sorry. Go ahead. ahead. Keep an eye out. It literally stopped mid date. I stopped mid date. Sorry, sorry. There's a delay. I couldn't hear you. I thought you were done. Good. Well. Uh. This is getting. Hmm. This is about the far. Date. The whole, the whole steam of the whole. October thirteenth was the date. October thirteenth. Pick up from there. How? How is it hard? How do I just pick up from October thirteenth? It's a goddamn sixth right now. Okay, you know what? So everyone who's looking to stargaze, once you get a good look at Mars's backside from October thirteenth when it's in opposition. Take a look at that ass, because it's not coming back for about two years. Everyone out there. Jesus. Well, you helped degradate that, so it just sort of went uh, downhill from there. It's good usage of that word. Uh, yeah. yeah, no, actually, yeah, no, you're right, you're right. All I was trying to say was that, that yeah, it's going to be, um, I, they keep saying this is the best view of Mars you'll have until you're 75. Nope. Like, is it? I, I, I again... Took two minutes to research this when I saw it my in our on our notes here, mm-hmm. and um, it looked like you know the way that the 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 Earth orbits the Sun and then the you know planet of Mars orbits the Sun. There's a timeline, right? And so yeah, obviously they're just closest during this month, you know, every two years or what have you. Correct. Uh, but do you think it's really? I mean, I, I don't know how much research you've done, but I always find it hard to believe. In, like this is the best time you're going to see it in the next thirty years of your life, you sack of shit. Uh, like, wow, God, I, got, I better go outside. So, no. It's like actually, I say that every time. It actually references that 2019 was a better time to see it. I remember it then. Yeah, no, I know. It, it's just uh, just one of those things that this might be the time that you can see it right now. So, uh, you won't be able to see it as good again in the near future until uh, until next year. So, you know what? If you want to see it, cool. If you don't, I respect that. <laughs> I would, well, I good respect. recap. Yeah, just go, go, ahead and and wa- go ahead and watch um, uh, John Wick one more time and then just um, flip the bird to the planet Mars and then go on with your life. I mean, you know what? Do that. God. What? This, this degraded. <laughs> yeah, okay. Pretty All heavily right. from a uh, PSA about the planet Mars to watching John Wick one, two, or three, which I hear is really good, uh, and flipping the bird to the actual planet 
Mars. So, good on you for anybody who does it. And you know what? Go stuff yourself if you don't. Thanks to the Mars Report. That was the great segment. Thank you. You're welcome, traveler. <laughs> Why are you talking to me like I'm in the fucking ISS? What the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> Do you have a sign-off for us there? For the Mars, the Laos Mars Report? That it was such a super huge new segment that you wanted to explain. Uh, yeah. Tune in next week for Uranus. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. All right. He's that lying, was folks. For. It was uncalled for. We don't uh, we don't have an episode next week, so <laughs> don't look forward to that. That was the part that was wrong. Yeah. Oh, the fact they're not they're not all a bunch of assholes. Nope. Nope. The fact that you got to wait two weeks. That okay. was the part that was wrong. Well, I'm sure that everybody's so excited about that last man, but you know what? I'm not excited for. I mean, there's a thousand things I can think of coming to mind, like elevators that take too long, like, I don't know, people who are rude at Publix. I don't know. <laughs> what do we got? Jesus, well, what's what's they... striking across the plate right now? So, my mind is a turmoil. <laughs> I'm not excited for the fact that you haven't tried Star Wars Squadrons Ooh, yet. Yeah, I'm not excited. And I have. Either. Which I am excited for. And I played about eight hours in VR. Well, not eight hours. Probably about four hours in VR only. And then probably about another three to four hours on controller. And I have a fully comprehensive review for you of Star Wars Squadrons without ruining anything. That's the good news. Huh. You down with that? Yeah, I'm down with that. Yeah. Frog. So, thank you. And I'm sorry that was a weirdly uh, executed segue. Is that because I said let's get froggy? No, that's fine. I, I thought just thought that part I'd hop around the topic a bit. Mm, hate that joke. Oh god. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> Star Wars Squadrons. Why haven't you got it yet, you idiot? Um. Uh, okay. Uh, apparently I'm a friggin' dingus. Um, I didn't get it yet because I haven't been on dry land for very long. That's um, true, you land lover. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not a land lover. Oh, you old sea dog. I mean, I guess I don't know. I got like in like five feet of water <laughs> like again five feet of water and i was like well i'm not playing a video game so like i just went yeah. kayaking around the you know not the world i went like a couple miles what you're alluding to is the fact that star wars squadrons came out um what october 3rd i believe uh no the second right friday october 2nd again not on dry land for most mm. of this Yep, I think yeah, I got it on um, Friday. I got I got I got I was able to pick up Star Wars Squadrons on Friday, uh, which was great. And so for this cast, because we've been talking about it so much, uh, the forty dollar Star Wars VR cockpit engaged freaking full on Starship Simulator um, is what this game was was kind of you know toted to be. And um, I was able to pick it up on Friday. And so since then, I've I've played a few hours in mainly VR. Played the most of the story in VR so far, and then another four hours or so on controller with multiplayer, some of the tutorial against AI, and I have some pretty serious comments. So, you ready to get into this? Let's grip and rip it. Well, what what questions? Like, like again, non-spoiler, but what would you want to know about this game? Because like, I kind of want to explain it to you, but like, I'd rather have you ask me, considering that you don't have it and you don't know, and this yeah. isn't staged. Yeah. So, my first one would be interface. I want to talk about how a controller... Battlefront 2. What? 
Battlefront two. You you solved the whole. That's yeah. a whole question in one word. Like <laughs> I'm saying, it's very similar. It's very similar to that. Like it's it's, it's the same two. menus. It's the same button configurations. Double tap or hold on a button, which is yeah. a little bit different, I guess. Yeah. So, yeah. Some of the buttons have dual features, like you can do um, support, like because you know how there's, uh, I think what five classes of ships or something and there's i think it's five classes of ships yeah like a support and and you know like a fighter uh aggressive fighter like a bomber that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and the the one guy the, the support guy if you if you hold your triangle button he'll give you support if you double tap it it like acknowledges a ping so like you have to acknowledge pings on like where the targets are or new enemies or who needs help or stuff like that so mm-hmm. that's not again game breaking because that's just you know part of the controls but there's stuff like that, so so it is. It is. Okay. Uh, it'll probably get comfortable, but it's a little clunky at first because it's different than Battlefront Two, but set up exactly the same way. Well, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, again, uh, I'm expecting a lot of clunkiness because you know this sort of fighting has never occurred in real life. Like this just doesn't. Yeah. This isn't a thing. It's a thing that's become a thing from a thing. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, stuff like that, absolutely. I can see them taking a new approach and maybe not hitting initially, maybe hitting softly with a little yeah. bit of finer detail needing to be, you know, sort of figured out. So, yeah, uh, pretty much, actually, I would say that's good. <laughs> if it ain't broke, yeah. that's uh, fantastic. Uh, well, well let me give you, so let, my, my best short synopsis, and then I'll dive into it, is if you want... If you wanted a better Star Wars experience flying than Battlefront 2, this is the this is the Battlefront 2 equivalent of of battle of, of flying, if you will, in a starship because in Battlefront 2 you had like a bump here or there and your ship exploded and it was really pretty clunky and horrible to like pilot in that game Battlefront 2. Yeah. But in in this game it's like, you know, you're an assault trooper that's running through the catacombs on crate and and gunning down bad guys. Like it feels really good. It feels really good. In in premise it's it's literally like Battlefront 2 where when Battlefront 2 was launched there was two modes. There was a campaign and there was a multiplayer. And the multiplayer had like five maps. That is exactly what this game is. An 8-hour campaign and five maps to fuck around with. And that's it. And there's no microtransactions and no nothing. But Lausman, you of all people know, as we saw Battlefront 2 grow into what it is today, which is a playable, fun, triple dudget kills. Yeah. We have a good time playing that game. Oh, yeah. Um, but it's only because of the later stuff they introduced. The maps, the the different modes, the specials, the you know, the tweaks, the AI buffering, the balancing, all that stuff they added. So... I'm telling you right now, that is exactly what this is. Hmm. Now, well, it sounds like they, uh, it sounds like they released something that they knew they were going to work on intensely, and uh, and try. I don't know about intensely because this is only a forty dollars game. This is not. This was not released as a hundred and twenty dollars Ultimate Star Wars bundle or whatever, like yeah. Battlefront Two was, I believe. And not a big with, title, you know, yeah. or not big yeah. title sounding. Yeah, but it's it is bare bones. But but the stuff that it is good at is the flying and the graphics and the way that looks now when you layer the psvr which is seven i believe years old seven mm-hmm. well, i gotta google this real quick when? i mean she gives she gives a seven-year-old feel i'll tell you that 
November, yeah, October 13. Holy shit. <laughs> October what? 13, 2016. So it came out four years ago. That's a long time. That's a long time for VR technology. And it feels like a long time for VR technology when you play VR with this game. Like I said, the first four hours, three hours I played was all VR. And it was good what I kept catching myself on. And I think when I say it's good versus when it's bad, what was breaking the immersion for me, because it wasn't the menus, it wasn't the stuff, all that stuff is laid out very good for VR. I think it's actually focused on VR. And then it's kind of like, if you're not a VR player, the menus and the interface still make sense. But the VR explosions, the way that the ship's finer, fine, fine details, it, it was just grayed out. It looked like Mario 64 <laughs> when like an explosion happened. Like, you know, the explo- you can picture the explosion from Mario 64 when a thing blows up. That's what it looked like in PSVR. It looked that bad, I would say. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't great. It really wasn't great. It wasn't probably that bad as as Mario sixty four, but it it was uh it was the details significantly uh, immersion breaking to me. And I don't know if that was just the textures or how my settings are or what. When I played it with controller, significantly better. Everything is seamless. Like it is not four K, but it is ten eighty p plus. Like it it is great quality outside of the PSVR. Inside the PSVR. It's not enough to break it, but it's it's okay. So you've played No Man's Sky, correct? Yeah. I always call it No Man's Sky. Yeah, one word. Yep. So that experience of dogfighting, can you describe it a little bit? Because I can compare it to what I you ever, have. You ever shot down planes in No Man's Sky? Yeah, it's freaking terrifying. Um, first off, because space battle is way different than uh, you know, like low orbit battle. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, so I have shot down a plane or a spacecraft, I suppose. Uh, yeah, kind of crazy. Uh, the explosion's very interesting. It's sort of, uh, I don't know, sort of gaseous, gaseous. Yeah. And this one, and this is fine. It's just, it's, it's a little bit pixelated. Like it's a little bit, it's a little bit too, again, it breaks immersion a bit with, with the PSVR, but, um, but it's not a killer. Like, I think you can look past it. Does it have, like, a twisted metal style, like, flat line and then explosion erupting from it? Like, mushrooms? No, on? no, 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 not at all. Yeah, it's not that bad. bad. It's not that bad. What What is bad, though, even on the um, flat version, so even on the non-PSVR, is, like, when your ship explodes, like, I drove a Y... You, you're forced to, drive, to fly a Y-wing for a lot of this because you're taking down destroyers and dropping bombs and doing, you know, runs. And so when the Y-Wing specifically explodes, it literally turns into a roll of toilet paper with no more toilet paper on it. Yep. It looks like it was somewhat burnt, but three of them. And I'm like, first off, never had that shape. Secondly, <laughs> like a lot of problems with that one, but um, yeah. yeah. I could see that. I could see yeah, that. It was, it was like that was kind of sad as well. It's, it's, so it's, it's like the game is polished. The game is there. The mechanics are in place. They give you a crap ton of ways to upgrade and new pilots and new clothes and new ships and new whatever. And none of that stuff does anything. It's all customized. Like it's all customizable. It doesn't. It doesn't uh, change your stats per se. And then they have sixty, you know, or so buildouts that you can change independent things. Like your engine can have twelve different settings. The problem is you have to build up twelve hundred 
groins or sparkles or I think they call it glory in this game. You have to have 1,200 glory to be able to pay for the BB-8 skinned X-Wing paint job. Fantastic. (laughs) Yeah. Take your glory and shove it up your glory hole if you ask me. You know, and that kind of rings true with some other games. I mean, so I think on the opposite end of the spectrum... So a game like Uncharted, which I know is like totally different, uh, I was always impressed with the amount of detail they put into somebody dying. Like they even did the voiceovers for the character that you're interacting with for when you died. So like if you were Nathan Drake and you fell, it was always like Sam, I think his name's Sam, being like, oh, Nathan, no. And, like, it was, like, wow. Like, they even put in time on me dying. Like, that's incredible for, you know, and they didn't have a whole lot going on. They didn't have multiple planets and space and VR and all that crap. But, like, that was still, like, a nice touch that rang true to me for a hot minute. Like, I'm still impressed with that to this day. That when you, you, and it's multiple different, like, ways of them realizing you died. They're like, no, please. <laughs> it's like, it was weird. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, there's, sec- there, there's like, three of those that exist for each time you get killed in, in this game. So that's not a good positive Yeah, that's unfortunate. Yeah, yeah. It's not a good time. Hey, hey, watch the paint job. Hey, yeah. hey, watch the paint job. Ooh. Hey, hey. It's like, oof. That's very uh, Star Fox. And that's not um, and that's not something that you know typically gets expanded on later. It just becomes more irritating. But how many because times it's... are the hatches are open? <laughs> Can we talk about uh, that from Bill? Well, there's, I mean, it's just that kind of stuff. So, okay, so that's that's some of the gripes out of it. Now, some of the good parts, and again, some of this stuff I haven't even really explored because there's a way when you first start the game, like, listen, are you an idiot? Or do you know how to fly a plane? Oh, if you know how to fly a plane, I feel like I might select be this mode. If you're an idiot, select this mode. I'm like, of course I'm an idiot. So I went to that one. I'm like, I have no idea what this is. It's basically like, you know, HUD on, no HUD, right? Oh. So you're either working by instruments or you're not. That's it's just what it is. Those do you are know two what modes. They call that? Sorry. Idiot, not idiot? Oh, man. No. That's uh, <laughs> no, IFR, it's instrument. Instrument what? Ooh, what's the M and what's the F? No, it's F. Don't be an idiot. Oh, boy. So it's VFR. Oh, okay. So it's visual flight reference, I think, or instrument flight reference. Oh, boy. If I get that How about this? You Google it and I won't call you an asshole. Oh, boy. Oh, no. Ding, ding, ding. You're an asshole. Uh, so there are two sets of rules for flying any aircraft, VFR and IFR. VFR stands for Visual Flight Rules. IFR stands for Instrument Flight Rules. Which is Thank you, you for talking to... to me like an idiot. Well, yeah, I got nothing on that. So <laughs> we'll just, yeah, yeah, you know what? Sorry, old ding-dong. Did you keep attention enough, long enough to figure that one out? <laughs> or... <laughs> Just scrape your knuckles on the floor of the flight plane <laughs> long enough to drag yourself into a friggin' starfighter. Jesus. Trying to teach this guy about flying. All he knows is about is uh, taking off and landing. 
All right, so that's that good introduction. Thank you for telling us about that piece of the game that you haven't seen or understand or whatever. Or personally tested. Or personally tested, yeah, yep, that's right. Yep, gotcha. But, but the point, again, what I'm trying to get at is that you can play it that way, if you want to. I, I don't know that I'm going to anytime soon, but I'm still like, I got, so here's part of the other frustration, is I, I got stuck in the tutorial, because there's a notorious bug. First off, I was playing in my office on my iPad, connected to my PS4. So I wasn't in the same room and I was playing with the little remote because I was also doing some other things that day. And as I was doing that, I was, I was like, well, if you play the tutorial, you actually get a couple of points and you kind of get to progress through the game and you get a couple like giveaways. Well, part of that thing was like, if you die too many times or you skip one or two of the upgrades, then all of a sudden you basically like uh, cancel the tutorial and you get thrown into a bug that you'll be playing the same level for an hour. And I was like, I had it up for 45 minutes. I just kept playing. And I was like, this is weird. This thing, the Star Destroyer isn't dying. And I just kept circling it and circling it. I played it for an hour and it was like, nothing happened. So I shut it off, put it on my PlayStation 4, turned it on remote, like not remotely there and beat it in 10 minutes. <laughs> I was like, yep. well, I feel like an asshole. So yeah, <laughs> but things like that are just parts of like bugs that still exist, but it's a brand new game. It literally came out, you know, last Friday. So um, it's fun to be a part of that experience, but it's frustrating. And I just would, if I was going to tell you to buy it or don't buy it, depends how bad you want to play in a starship. It's really it. If you love planes, get it. If you love Star Wars, get it. It's only 40 bucks. But if you, um, if you want to wait and see for it to be a full-fledged game, get it in six months. <laughs> huh. That's what I'd honestly say. As a Star Wars fan, true and true. So... When you say a full-fledged game, what do you mean? Would that be potentially a part of, I don't know, um, some sort of Battlefront uh, 3? <laughs> well, no, I don't think so. But just like Battlefront 2, they started that with literally two modes, and now it's got 13 or 16. Like, if they brought a bunch of different modes and some improvement and some things where you can swoop down into atmospheres and interact with storms on planet surfaces, you know, like weird stuff like that. Yeah. That they could very easily enter into the game later down the road with future updates, as they have done with properties like Battlefront 2 and even um, Fallen Order. Like, they they introduced a lot of cool stuff after that came out, too. So, like, they can do it. Um, it's just if they're going to. I just, I, I would give it time unless you're dying for it. It's basically like having Star Wars Episode One Pod Racer. It did one thing really well, and that's all it does. But I love that game. <laughs> yeah, well, that game is fun because nobody's killing you at every second. You go online and it's it just go on play Battlefront two. Go online, just four v you know five v five or whatever. I'll die. You get destroyed. It's it's weird. Yeah, it's a weird it's a weird thing. But it's it gives you the feeling of being in the cockpit of a of an X wing, which I love. And yeah. I will. And that's what that's that's why I got it. That's why it was valuable to me. But. Oh a TIE fighter which is what I would prefer also very cool yeah yep. it's it is such a cool experience that that part of it you have to use a controller move controllers aren't incorporated yet which I think is again going to be a future update yeah so you have no flight controller unless you got it on PC then you can have a flight flight controller oh. yeah there goes the light bulb oh I like yeah. that mm-hmm. yeah okay. remember we, we were just talking about this and again if you guys are in the Facebook group what, what happened is we were just talking about how you define having what system or what game you know we were just talking about that what game do you want to um, buy and on what system yada yada 
Ryan posted a picture, I think it was like GameCube, Dreamcast, Xbox, and PlayStation all existing at one time. Now it's not so much, you know, we just have the PlayStation or the Xbox, and then you have PC, which you can do this, this, or that, and then Nintendo is just off in a corner doing their own thing with a dunce cap on, but still making millions and really making it work. They're just doing their own thing. It's just not a console war anymore. Yeah. Yeah, it's a separate thing. Kind of wild. It's really wild, but um, but anyways, that that helps to govern like what what system you're gonna buy it on, and maybe you want to buy it on PC. <laughs> yeah, to your point, we really just have options these days. We don't so much have yeah. like you need to pick this or that. You can just say, mm-hmm. ah, well, if you want to be able to play it on multiple TVs, or if you want to be able to, well, yeah. And the that. weird thing is, like, Sea of Thieves, the game that we play all the time, it's just on it's just on Battle Pass or, or Xbox Game Pass or whatever. Yep. So you can play that. You can have your Xbox Game Pass and your computer the same subscription. So it doesn't even matter what console you're playing it on. Yep. They don't even <laughs> like, care. We're anymore. really getting into some complex shit where you can just be playing a game. That's it. Man, Google's it's... new Google TV thing. Did you see that released? I did. And it's basically like play all your shit in one place. Like don't go to Netflix. Don't go to Amazon. We'll just aggregate it all in from all your accounts. And you tell us what you want to watch and we'll set it up to you. <laughs> Yay. Fix it for yeah. me. Yeah. Fix. Google will do it. Yeah. Uh, again, I want Google to run my life. Thank you. <laughs> just be careful of your internet because that's, uh, that's, that's where they got me. That's nah, okay. I still love it. Um, anyways. <laughs> well, Mr. Lossman. So... All those things said, uh, super exciting stuff. I'm I'm totally stoked about, uh, first off, exploring more of Squadrons. I know it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I just got to give it time. I, I We went into Battlefront 2 two years after it had came out. Yes. And we, we enjoyed it a little bit then, and we enjoy it a whole lot more now. So I anticipate three, three years from now, this game will be awesome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know what? I can't deny that, and the reasons <laughs> I'm saying it are probably a little different than yours. So, uh, the reasons I'm saying that this game will be dope in the future uh, is because, so, a lot of these flight-based games, they focus on the mechanics right up front, because that's their most important part. And when they start delving out of that, then they sort of struggle and trip a little bit. So... You know, it's it's not going to be uncommon for a flight-based, very technical, tactile sort of, uh, you know, virtual fighting game to, to focus on the controls. And then all of a sudden you get to the maps, like you see weird things happen. <laughs> um, it's actually happening currently with Flight Simulator. I know I talked about it a little bit. There is a um, an airport that is like miles south into the earth. For no reason, this has happened. I don't know if you guys are aware of this. Um, I think I touched on it briefly. But, like, somebody's flying in, like, the middle of England. I think it was England. I'm not 100% on the location. But all of a sudden, they were like, oh, I'm just going to go to my local airport. And they were like, what? And they went to, like, a wormhole that literally took them into the middle of the earth. Because, like, when they put in that airport, they just didn't, they just fudged the elevation they were like no it's a zero and it was like no no it should be like thousands of miles above the center of the earth and the system just went nope and so when you fly into this thing you're going one way dude like you're not making it out like 
And it's just, it's a trippy thing because, like, all of a sudden this weird countryside just dives into a hole and blah, blah, blah. I mean, and that's happened. Like, they've had that. They've had 200-story or 200-story tall buildings in the middle of, like, West Hampshire. Or not be there. Yeah. Yeah, or West... not be there at all. Correct. I mean, buildings have been missing. I mean, this is this is literally and an it's... incantation of the world. Like, it's and not... you have to pay for it to unlock a lot of them. You, you talked about well, the last time. Well, yeah. <laughs> buildings I mean, and planes. So, yeah. So, they did their jet. Japan update and that was great and whatnot and I'm I'm on board for that and there was I don't think that one cost anything I don't re- recall specifically but either which way I mean you know when you're trying to make this whole big game you know flying around in the middle of it type experience you're gonna have some issues right up front so to to your point Donnie yes definitely they're, they're gonna have that's probably why they only have like the four or six or whatever maps. I agree. Because they're yeah, going to totally agree. They're going to dial it in so much on that initial yeah. experience and they're going to learn a lot. They're going to see what they can do with moving battleships and they're going to see what they can do with, you know, planets in the background and, you know, ships moving around in the background. That's yeah. a big thing that Halo did. Halo was, you know, t- t- notorious for having their own action and then the background. That's when you saw the scale of the war. And so, yeah, I can see that. Thank you. So that's when you saw the scale of the war. You didn't see it right there when you're fighting two ships versus three ships or whatever. You saw the scale of the war when you were witnessing just myriads of just battleships dying and blowing up and crashing and whatever. That's when you're like, oh, shit, I'm at the Battle of Coruscant or Battle of Halo two or whatever you know that's that's when you realize where you were and you were like oh boy i'm in an archer class and blah blah, blah. so again not getting into anything like that but yeah basically yeah. kind of can feel that sort of battle when you see those things going on around you and it's uh i don't know it's kind of cool to uh, to be able to do all that and i really hope that they can develop on all that and give you that sort of feel like you can just feel you can see the disappearance of the... I don't know if they even touch on it, because, again, I haven't played it yet. But they can, you can feel that sort of disappearance of the, the Death Star 2, and you can see the, the fleets disappearing or reappearing or, you know, whatever. That That's when they're going to make it for me. So yeah. I'm excited about that. That's all. Yeah, and I think that they're they're head, they're definitely heading towards that. Those are all, all valid points. They're, they're heading that way. You can tell. That's where the development's going. It just... It is not there. Like it's just not. It's it. I know that it's complete free. They're not going to microtransact or whatever. That's great, but yeah. it's um, it's not there. That that level of what I thought it was going to be is not there. So, um, maybe they they will. I I really think they will. Like really put some some beef into it after launch and stuff. Specifically because Star Wars didn't have a lot going on for the next two years. Yeah. <laughs> Ish. Yeah. Like we don't know. Uh, you know it'll probably game. be six months, really. But yeah. Um, they need this game. They need it to do well, and they need it to continue to do well. So, um, I think it's a lot of good. It's a lot of like good earned PR and spin that they've learned from Battlefront Two, specifically in the last like nine months to a year. Because Battlefront Two this time last year not doing well, microtransactions, yeah. pissing everybody off, and we're driving to work specifically, yep. bitching about you know battle with you on the phone. So uh, they learned a lot from that, and um, I think that's going to be the time that. Uh, squadrons will shine and i think that's just how it's going to be so good yeah i hope that happens 
I'm excited for it. But of course, I'm faithful because I own the game and I, I want it. I want it to be good. So I will try to continue to provide regular updates for all those who care. Try not to do so much on the podcast to bother everybody with the time. But um, yeah, put it in the Facebook group. Crack Breeze Geek News. Don't forget to look us up. Mr. Lossman, anything else? Nope. I'm good. Just that one weird noise. Mm, perfect. Yep. Thank you. I expected nothing less. <sighs> How would... <laughs> All right. Well, if in the event folks do want to reach out to you, give you a shout, where can they find you? I thought you were going to say, if anyone can find you. And I was about to say, this is the best race, and it has started, and I am afoot. And you I said was race. Gonna leave. Yeah, I was going to just abandon everything I do. But, you said race. But, you know, you just you sort of doubled back with all the bullshit that you said. So, yeah. Uh, you know, I can be found on Twitter. <laughs> um, at Mr. Lossman. And it's a good time. All right. It's a good time. Uh, yeah, same Twitter, uh, but, but mainly, uh, well, I think Twitter's still uh, Brewmasters Club. And uh, YouTube, Facebook uh, group there is going to be Craft Brews and Geek News. Check us out. We post videos occasionally, like once a month, once or twice a month, uh, about whatever random games we're playing and whoever decides to edit the video that month. So um, it's good stuff. It's a lot of fun. Um, check it out. Lyle, you put out some good stuff every now and again on PS4. However, we haven't done that in a while. We should. Or we should pick it up yeah, with should. Sea of Thieves. So, yeah. We definitely yeah, should. Yeah, I'm all in on it. Um, check us out there, and um, you can, uh, uh, like I said, find find us just about almost everywhere on uh, uh, podcast studio or podcast networks out there. Anywhere that you would catch your podcast, please do give us a like, give us a, a subscribe, or throw us a um, review. Anything you can. Hopefully, you guys enjoy the show. We appreciate you. As we say at the end of every podcast episode, Mister Lausman. Uh... Who do you think was going to do this this time? Just wondering. You know, to be fair, uh, I knew it was going to be me. <laughs> but I felt like I had one and I didn't have it ready. And so, uh, that's, I suppose, on me. Oh, boy. Just going to let you dangle out there. No, 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 this... no. Give me a second. Give me a second. Hold you on. You made this bed. Now you got to sleep in it. Oh, you got to do it? Oh, jeepers. Oh, Are you doing it right now? <laughs> Oh, you know what? In the spirit of knocking things over, just knock it over. That's all, all I right. got. That's all, dude. All right. I knocked my microphone over like three times. So, <sighs> at least it wasn't a beer. You've been listening to the official podcast of the Brewmasters Club, Craft Brews and Geek News. Grab a beer with the guys and be sure to subscribe to catch additional content. Add this podcast to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes. Chat with the guys on Twitter at Brewmasters Club and Facebook and online at www.brewmasters.club. Cheers. This podcast is part of the Craftology Radio Network. Listen, we get the Craft Brews and Geek News show is way better than it ought to be. If you'd like to learn more about other shows that we have on our network, please subscribe to the Craft Brews and Geek News podcast. Visit craftologyradio.com to learn more.